This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more information on the shows and the network, visit podcastnetwork.asia and Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up for free at podmetrics.co and use my referral code RJ Ledesma. You cannot bring that to heaven. One that brings that to heaven, because the moment you die, the Lord will ask you, what did you do while you are still alive? You have to answer that one. All of you who are watching out there, the Lord will ask you, what did you do while you are alive? And that is very important today. You have to do good things. You have to do good things for your society, to your family, to the world. And you just have to love that the secret is love each other, help each other, and everybody will grow. And hello, good morning, good evening to wherever you are all around the world. My name is RJ Ledesma, and welcome to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. In my podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs and learn more about how they think about business, what are their success secrets, how they have innovated their businesses during this pandemic, and more importantly, what opportunities do they see emerging in the new normal? Now, is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please let me know. Drop me a message. We are also live right now on Kumu, CBRC TV, and Global Pinas TV. And tonight, I am very honored by the next guest. Ang tagal ko siya niligawan hanggang pumayag siya mag-appear sa show ko. I've actually been working together with him for the past couple of months. But finally, uh, our schedules match and he's here on the show. A very good friend, Anthony Luterio, or as we know him, they call him Boston. No? Boston is the CEO and founder of Filipino Homes. He was a graduate of computer science, proudly from the University of San Jose Recoletos in Cebu. At the same time, he's also a motivational speaker, real estate influencer, marketing consultant, realtor, and investor. Now, this is hard to believe, but Boston has been the recipient of over a thousand awards and accolades from different real estate developers around the country. More often than not, if you have a real estate development in the Visayas or Mindanao, the top one sales agency month on month on month is the company of Boston, which is called Filipino Homes. He's also the first e-pro certified dealer within the Philippines, licensed through countrywide affiliation of realtors. Last year, Filipino Homes was recognized as the top one realty here in the Philippines. In 2016, Lutari Realty Brokerage was shortlisted for the International Europe Business Assembly as best enterprise and Boston was also being was also there for Manager of the Year Award. Moving into this uh, year, 2021, he is currently leading a, a movement called A Better Real Estate Philippines, 
which is whose advocacy is to reform and leverage the power of digitalization, which has been a key word during this crisis, digitalization to upgrade the practice of the real estate industry here in the Philippines. Let's learn more about uh, Boston and his success secrets in growing his company from Cebu to all over the world. Please welcome Anthony Boston Luterio. Yes, Boss RJ, thank you very much for having me here again. And, you know, this is my first time with your podcast, but you've been interviewing me from other um, I mean, areas in social media. But I'm so happy that uh, I am now actually here live in your podcast. And I'm so excited. You are doing great with your podcast. You rank the best of the best in entrepreneurship. So I hope you'll be number one because you're number two now. So you'll be number one soon. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks so that. much. <laughs> thanks so much. I mean, yes. Gary Vaynerchuk will be on the same level already on, on the podcast. <laughs> and the nice thing, a boss talked to me, honest, the reason I've been courting for such a long time to appear on the show is that although I know your story and your success secrets, I think it's such a wonderful story that other entrepreneurs can emulate. Because many people are thinking, kung nasa probinsya ako, kung hindi ako galing sa mga malalaking eskwelahan sa Manila, or if I don't have these connections, hindi ko kayang palakihin yung negosyo ko. But you've proved the exact opposite uh, in doing your business. And this is the first thing that I want to share when he created a culture in this company. Guys, do you realize in Filipino homes, they all call each other boss. They call me boss RJ, they call you boss Tom. Why do you call each other boss in your company? Yeah, actually, Boss RJ, when we started uh, Philippine Homes, Literary Realty, I thought of something. Why not have a level of respect? The same kami lahat. So what we did is, kasi most of them called me uh, boss. Ko, why not we can just call each other boss? And that's where, where it started. So uh, from the developers, developers, we call them boss. The from the sellers, buyers, we call each other boss. And they're just so happy about the, the word boss. And uh, it's just by word, by it's actually a by word and our lingo for greeting each other, boss. Yeah. It, it became sort of like a cultural thing where everybody became uh, equal and everybody was a boss. You respect everybody like he's a boss uh, and you respect uh, your whether he's, it's not because he's ahead of you or below you, you're all just boss. And I like the kind yeah. of culture uh, that you've created over here. Now, what people don't also realize, and this is, the, this is the truly amazing thing during this crisis. Okay, last year, although, although I knew Boston and I had met him here in Manila several times, actually, we reconnected during the wedding, of a, a wedding anniversary of a very good friend, Boss uh, Andy Manyalak of uh, Habitas Development Corporation. We reconnected over there, but uh, what really brought us together was the crisis last year. And he helped us put together Bounce Back, the Bounce Back Real Estate Group and also Bounce Back Cebu, which is our advocacy to help businesses get back on their feet. But this is what I found truly amazing. And the first time you meet him, you probably won't believe it when he says this, no? But during this pandemic, month on month, they were selling billions of pesos in real estate. Billions while other real estate companies were struggling to sell, while other brokers couldn't seem to go online to sell. What were you doing different that literally you were selling billions of pesos in real estate? Yeah. Actually, Boss RJ, in our company, a lot of us never even realized that we can do that sale. But honestly speaking, remember, in business, there's two words that I always advise to all of the viewers out there. Digitalization is very, very important. So the two words, the, the most important word is adoption and transformation. 
So you have to adapt whatever uh, you, in the situation. So during the pandemic, that was the March, okay? March 15, they declare ECQ and everybody are working at home or actually there's no work at that time. So everything stopped and people are so curious what will we do? What will happen to uh, our future? It's so uncertain. And most of the businessmen even called me, some developers called me. And after 15 days, most of my leaders called me and said, Boston, what will we do? Are we going to react with this? Are we going to sell? So I told them, no, you cannot sell in a pandemic in, in the time that uh, we don't even know what will happen because that time, everybody is so sensitive. Daming uh, news na, you know, they, they cannot eat. They don't have money to buy food. So kami, since uh, real estate is so good with us for the past uh, eight, ten years, so I gathered around all of my leaders. So why not we can just have social impact activity where we can give back, okay? So that was the, the time that I called up every city, all my secretary, all my leaders will come up with what we call gift giving. So we give out rice, rice, mm -hmm. mask, everything. So we've been doing it, doing it for about a month. And uh, most of the buyers, which is most of us, uh, all of our buyers are our friends in Facebook. They even personal message us that, you know, Mr. Luteri, thank you very much for helping our Kababayan. Thank you for helping the country. So I think, why not by April, we, April 15, we're going to start posting again because the way we market here in the Philippines, we use Facebook, we use website, tweet, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. everything, right? So any social media, Filipinos are doing marketing. So why not we're going to go back selling because the, everybody are already happy of what we're doing. So it was just timing uh, that we went back because we're the first company, real estate company, we went back to sell. So before selling, I called up the developer, most of the developers. Uh, I told them, you know, sir, um, Mr. Developer, we, went, we will be going back to sell. And most of them are so curious of getting back to selling. Yes, so, yes. And they told me, there's, some, there's uh, buyers uh, uh, in real estate in this time, you know, it's pandemic. Why are, are they buying? Inko, why not try? So that's why I always tell them, in any success, you just have the three letters. Try. We never know. So we tried it, and believe it or not, I was so shocked because April and May was the biggest record-breaker sale of wow. Filipino homes for about uh, eight 10 years, eight, eight years, almost eight years, we broke sales in ECQ. So I study, I analyze everything. What, what happened? Why are people buying? Okay. And we thought that uh, people buying because they believe us, they love Filipino homes, they, uh, they went to help Filipinos so we can help more Filipinos uh, give rice, give uh, some... Um, was this the food to, to mm. all the Filipinos who don't have job? So that's what we thought. But I realized of the backlog. Remember, there's 6.5 million backlog. Housing Today, backlog. Yeah, there's housing yeah, backlog in the housing country. Backlog. Right. It's 6.5 million housing backlog. And if we don't keep on marketing those projects, what will happen? It will just balloon to maybe about 
10 to 15 million housing backlogs. So we knew that most of the Filipinos really want to buy a house. And that time, most of the developers are so, so reactive. And they told me, what's the best uh, payment scheme? What's the best uh, monthly amortization? So we talked. We, and that's why I'm, until now, I'm so busy talking to so many developers. Just today, I just have a marketing uh, meeting with these two big developers this morning and one in the afternoon. They will be uh, selling a house. You know how much is the reservation? 5000 Wow. And you know wow. how much is the monthly? My goodness, that will that will sell pretty pretty fast. By the way, yeah. Boston over here in the comment box, I have another one of my previous guests who wants to greet you, Cesar We of WeCom uh, Development. Sabini Cesar We Dito, oh, wow. Boston is the real deal. A great leader and a legend in the real estate industry. His ide his ideas are brilliant, and his team his team lives and breathes integrity. More power to you, Boston. And he knows how far he speaks because uh, he did a pretty good job for uh, Cesar We of WeCom. That's a bit more, I mean, since Cesar was there, he's here already. You know, that's a bit more of, uh, of how you helped WeCom grow. I know that, you know, it was a very yeah. nice discussion that you had with him. He just caught you in, in, in an elevator one time and said, Boston, can you help me out? Can you can you make us quaint a bit about that, Boston? Yeah, actually, uh, Boss Cesar, palagi kami magkita. And uh, the first one that I met is the Boss Carson. Okay, so sabi niya, Ton, can we partner? Can we hire Filipino Homes as our marketing partner? So, they have planned a project in Cagayan, so but the problem is hindi nagtuloy, so they do it in Davao. So I told them, I said, okay, I will be helping you. I have a group in Davao. It's a solid group. I'll give you a focus group. So that was the story started. And what happened? Um, they got so shocked because, you know, all of our agents are really focused on marketing abroad. And we sold almost uh, 70, 80% of the project. And that's the time we get so closer with Boss Cesar We because we traveled together. We went mm -hmm. to Australia, uh, Manila, Iloilo. And uh, in fact, we have uh, pending travel to Europe. But uh, I will be bringing about 70 of uh, Philippine Homes agents there. Wow. Soon, Boss Cesar, we just have to cross our finger. I know. We will be traveling with Boss RJ because the Boss RJ will be yeah. our host in Europe. Okay? So, <laughs> so anyway, um, going back to that story. So with this uh, developer who have a dream to help uh, give a decent home in Davao, in Iloilo, in Luzon. So I look at them as a partner where they are so serious about building. Uh, properties, I mean, building a, a subdivision condominium. And believe it or not, they have a very good project together with some other developers. And uh, that's why today, in fact, just uh, this afternoon, we have a meeting with the group of uh, WECOM in Iloilo we, because they have a new pace. So we'll be starting with that uh, marketing starting tomorrow again. Well, well amazing. And this is the other amazing thing, uh, Boston, which, which some people cannot fathom how you were able to do it if you were looking at it from a traditional sales standpoint no, of real estate. But you were able to, to sell all together about, I mean, for, for Cebu Landmasters, you were able to sell almost a billion worth in property in two weeks. Uh, in yes. Butuan, you sold about, is that 800 units in a day? Yeah. And, and, you know, how, how do you actually get to do that? I mean, people are still wondering, how, how, is, that, how is that even possible? 
you know, when you build a sales team, you don't have to have a lot of agents. You just have to have a few agents that are really focused on your vision. So, so with Filipino Homes, we train, we develop, we motivate, and we partner with them. We are, we, that's the reason we call ourselves business partners. We, they are not agents. We don't call them, oh, you're an agent. We don't do that. All brokers, salespersons are business partners. So what we do is we gather, we set a goal. Okay, how much do you want to sell in this developer? How much is your goal? And we talk to the developer. So, okay, this is our target. Uh, we want to sell uh, 1 billion with this one. So we gather 50, 80 agents to focus with that. And we hire so many brokers. Just today, uh, there's about six brokers who just applied today uh, in, in my Facebook because they saw my interview with uh, Fibolim. Uh, Mr. Luteri, we love to join Filipino Home. So this one with the six uh, new brokers. So tomorrow or the next three weeks, we will be building 20 salesperson for each broker. Because in, under the law of RESA, one broker is to 20 salesperson. But how are you able to actually sell th those many, I mean, in such a, such a short period of time? Uh, what's that? What what was the uh, sort of like the magic formula? You just use digitalization. Did you use search engine yeah. optimization? Did you use Facebook? How did they actually accomplish this one? This is what I'm. Uh, this is what I'm really curious about. Yeah, Bosardi, this is what happened. Remember, in selling, it's about brand. It's about reputation. It's about integrity. So Filipino homes, we have network of buyers already in Dubai, Japan, Saudi Arabia, uh, especially in the U.S. and Canada. You know, the volume of the 10, top 10 countries who send remittance in the Philippines, we have groups there already, buyers that support referral uh, with Filipino homes. They refer, Jeton, I want to help Filipino homes because the moment you sell a house, you can help 60 different industries. Uh, remember, real estate is a sunshine industry. What does it mean? Every house we feed 60 different industries. So that is the beauty with real estate. So these buyers, they don't want to earn commission. They just want to help the Philippines. So we develop the trust. We develop relationship with them. And that's why the brand becomes bigger. So what example, if I have about 100 agents, they just sell 10 units for this month with a price of 3,000 pesos a month. So 10 times 100, how much? How many units? Wow. That that's 1,000 huh? units. Just simple. So that is how you have to market. We have the website. That's why in Philippine homes, we got so many different websites. We have the back office for every agent, the training, because our training is online. We have also the Philippine homes website where you can see all the developers' projects. So every developer in the Philippines, we develop a website for them. Instead, they invest. Just this morning, it's a new developer in Usamis and also in Tanawan, Batangas. They were so amazed with the when we I, we did the presentation this morning. He said, "Sir, you do not have to spend the website because you know website will cost you about eighty to one hundred thousand. You have to maintain it thirty thousand a month." But I'll give you a website, and that's the reason most of the developers they love Filipino homes because we give them. Uh, a service for our marketing. And that's a win-win situation. So they give us commission. We give that 
the part of the commission for the back office and we give majority of the commission to the brokers and the agents so so if agents yeah. have the system mm. if agents have the infrastructure how will you fail Hello listeners and thanks so much for joining us at the RJ Ladesma podcast. I hope you are enjoying this episode as much as I am. Do you want to know how you can collab with your own brand here on the RJ Ladesma podcast? We use Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. If you have a podcast, sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the code in all caps RJ Ladesma to get full control of how you monetize your show regardless of its size. If you are an advertiser who wants to collaborate with us, head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. But, but what I find a bit different is that you're giving this for free to developers. But the yeah. thing is, other companies, that's basically where they make the money from the developers. They, they charge them by putting them on online platforms. What, what makes it different? What's the business model where, you, where you're able to, to make the money? I mean, is it purely commission-based uh, yeah, for the business just, to grow? Yes, it's just uh, commission-based. Actually, if you have 5% commission or assuming 6%, most of the developers, they give 6%. Then we set aside uh, 0.5 for our software. So, so it's just part of the marketing system of Filipino Home. Then we give the rest to 5%, uh, 4% to our brokers. So it's just a win-win situation. We just make money by volume. But at the end of the day, I want a software because I'm a programmer. I, we developed this for 12 years already. Uh, that's why I really love real estate because I've been into sales for the past 15, 18 years. But when I saw real estate, it could, this is the time that I can use my talent because my, my skill really is more on programming, uh, creating algorithms, strategy in online marketing. But you know, I, I, I didn't use that it, during the direct selling times. Wow. So... Let's step back a bit more. I mean, I think we're really getting more into, into the story that I want to tell people about you and, and your background. But right before that one, no, getting back to the idea, again, in the pandemic, you sold billions. So that means that you were reaching out more to the OFWs than, than here locally. Tell us a bit more for those listening right now. Just how big is that market? Where is that market coming from? And what houses or what residential properties are they looking for? Are they here in Metro Manila? Are they in the countryside? Because, you know, if you read the news right now, especially, you know, many many of these articles on real estate, not many of them are very favorable or they talk about high-end properties like the condos or, or the beachfront that, that's doing well right now or, or industrial. But is that where the real market is, Boston, when you're selling right now for Filipino homes? Okay. If you want statistics, this is just, this is how I talk to the developer. I always ask them, how many OFW abroad? It's all, almost 20 million OFW. Now, who are the OFW? The OFW are the high-skilled workers. Remember, you look at what happened with America. America even recognizes Filipinos as the prime movers for during COVID time. And in Canada, who are the ones who's injecting this uh, vaccine now? Are all, almost all Filipino. Filipino is high-skilled worker. They are paid well, and they get so much money. But when you ask OFW, you ask any ordinary people, how will your money grow? 
your money grow by investment. Now, what's the safest investment today? It's owning a home. Now, if you look at next step, the culture. The culture, Filipino wants to go back to where they are born. We are just like salmon. You know the salmon story? Wherever they were hatched, then they will go back to die there. So if you look at the, the Filipino culture, they want to go back. Because honestly speaking, Philippines is the best place to stay. The beach, the fire, the smile. Philippines is really exciting. But you know, here in the Philippines, if you really want to live comfortably, you must have a retirement pay. You must have money to enjoy life, right? So people go abroad, then they go back to the Philippines. Now, going back to the story, why developers are excited to develop? 20 million OFW. Do you know how many people want to buy real estate today? About 10 to 20%. So what is 20% of 20 million? 20% of 20 million is about 4 million. 4 million, yeah. How many units are for sale now? Every year in the Philippines, it's only 200,000. Now, look at pandemic. It's only 100,000 a year. Most of the developers, they didn't understand that there is huge market in real estate. But you have to understand what segment of the real estate market that you will come in. So that's why just a while ago, one of the new developers in Usamis and also in Tanawan asked me, what's the best housing uh, amount value that I will be developing. If you have a two to three point five million, it will sold out, and that's why most of the developers, they if they don't consult a marketing group, then they fail because the marketing group know the heartbeat of the buyer. Like that's me, right. I, I have about uh, forty five branches all over the country. Luzon, besides me, now we're so strong with that one. We always have a meeting every month. What's the market? How much buyers willing to pay? Last yesterday, one of the biggest developer, one of the biggest developer in the Philippines, asked me on how much is the reservation that we just uh, help the OFW. Child, if you have reservation of twenty thousand, you just go it to five thousand, and they're so excited. How much is the monthly? Well, you just go to five thousand, and when things will be better then that's the time to change the monthly amortization. It is, it's about strategy. And it's about being conservative, being at the right time to understand what is really the market needs. Wow. Um, so I want to take a step back because people, people I mean, there's a lot of people. Guys, hello to all the bosses over there. And I really appreciate you coming in. But just to better explain to a lot of people listening here right now, they're wondering right now, how can a brokerage like Filipino Homes, you know, have branches all uh, all over the country? I mean, if you think about it, there's no other brokerage that has been doing that. To my mind, no, is that you're applying innovation in this sense, right? Uh, Dr. Josiah Go uh, of Man's Method Fielder says innovation comes from when you look at another industry and reapply it to your own industry. You take the practices from of innovation from other industries, you reapply it. Uh, in your in your own industry and make it work, right? And same example as, let's say, you know, how Uber disrupted the taxi industry, how Airbnb uh, disrupted the uh, hotel industry, how Angkas is disrupting habal-habal and making it, uh, making it legitimate. 
how did you come into real estate with that sort of innovative mindset? What did you see that wasn't being done in the real estate brokerage industry that you were able to bring from your other experiences and inject here to create innovation? Correct. Okay, this is the story. Remember, I'm a software guy. I have so many technology. I have uh, platforms for marketing. But the question is, in the Philippines, it's just actually you have to have combination, the human and the technology factor. Okay, We call it human technology factor. Now, Filipinos are very, maganda talaga mag-market ng mga Pilipino. Okay, so um, they're so artistic in marketing. Uh, imagine social media, the tax capital of the world, di ba? the social media friends. You know, the biggest social media friends is our Filipinos. Even if we are not the biggest, but we have the most number of uh, friends in Facebook all over the world. So we have technology. Now, most of the, most of the agents, the issue is this. If you have so much buyer, because there's so much buyer in social media, but if you don't have inventory, and if you don't have inventory all over the Philippines, how will you make it? So when I look at it, what if I go abroad? If, what if I do marketing? I have 4,000 friends, and most of my friends, they live in Laguna, they live in Bohol, they live in Karkar, they live in uh, Cagayan, Dabao. Now what if eight of them from different cities will inquire to me. And they will say, Mr. Luterio, I'm interested with buying a, buying a property. Then the question, if you're just offering one project, will you make it? You will hardly make, that doesn't make it. Make money with real estate. Because you had to make money by system, by scale. So using technology of Philippine Homes, the platform where you can sell, you know, uh, today, just today, I accounted, about uh, 600 developers, 1,200 projects. So if you have 1,200 projects, 600 developers, then you can market anywhere. So with the Philippine Home System, you can market anywhere. That is the beauty with technology. So technology also will be the one who will gauge who you are because people today are so smart. They look around, they will research, they will check who this company is selling. And if you have a very good reputation, people respect you. The society respect you. You have value that you give. Like Philippine Homes, we always give blogs. We just give so much training, free training, free information on investment. Then that's where, that will create value. Then creating value creates integrity, creates trust. So with, if, with the brand of Filipino Homes, 70 to 80% you will be successful already when you join that day. The question is, 30% is your skills. Are you motivated? So that is what we call the human factor plus technology factor. Wow. Uh, having said that, no, it looks like you were able to bring in your, your computer science background over here. But also, I mean, what were you able to take from that direct selling background? Because it's, I mean, the way that you're talking right now, you're a great. You, you must have been a great direct seller. Uh, and what what did you learn from that industry uh, that you were able to bring also into into real estate? They're, they're similar, but maybe motivations are different, or the way that you create a system is different. What, what did you do differently that other brokers did not do in the past, or other brokerage systems did not do in the past? Actually, a lot of brokers are also good. Uh, a lot of realty are doing good. 
every broker have different talents, okay? So now what is the best talent in selling? People's skills. I always tell them, you know, if you have good people skills, you're good in relationship, you're honest, people believe you, you're true to your words, then you will be superstar in real estate. You just need a product. Okay, so that's why I always see so many good salesmen from car salesmen, insurance salesmen, from uh, motorcycle salesmen, and even just ordinary salesmen. But they have so much good talent. And that's why I told them, you can win with real estate. You just need a product. And that's why we give the Filipino Homes uh, platform and an ordinary person can be successful. It's actually um, helping the Filipino. So, so that's, that's why most of the salesmen, I always tell them it's about relationship. It's about people's skills. So if you're good in that, at it, then join real estate. This is the best time. Because in the next two years, whether you like it or not, everything will go back to normal. Everybody will be buying properties again. So this is the best time to come on board before before the deluge, before everything this starts getting really big. This is the best time. Yeah. Because look at this one. 60% of the developers stop selling. Now, don't mm -hmm. tell me. If that 60% of the developers in the Philippines will not come back, they will come back. They just wait for the right time. The vaccine is already assigned that we have to go back to normal. We didn't like it. That. You look at the previous uh, pandemic, two pandemics, the World War II from 1912 pandemic. You look at what happened. When they released the, the vaccine, after two to three years, go back to normal. When is the best time? The best time is to test the market, test it, be a good student, be trained to a good broker, then you can win. But, but you know, Boston, I, re I remember a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of talks ago, you always tell people that you hated real estate. You actually didn't want to get into real estate uh, in the first place because you thought it was a very messy industry compared to what you were already doing. What changed your mind? What made it different for you that you realized, oh, there, there is something in this industry that I think I, I can do longer term? Because I, I know that you were doing really good in your previous direct selling job. So why, why move over here? Yeah, um, <laughs> a good question. Okay. So way back, actually, uh, 2008, uh, rewind 15 years ago, okay? So many brokers, so many agents invited me to join real estate. And you know what happened? I look around, I check. Most of the project, way back 20 years ago, there's no condo. There's no subdivision. Why will you, I join a business that there's no product? Remember, to win a business, you must have product. If you don't have product to sell, you can never win in any business. So I look around and go, there's no subdivision. It's only lot only because that time, 1993, 1995, that was just um, actually emerging from the from, from the, the crisis, economic crisis. From the yes, economic crisis. You know, nobody wants to develop the time. Everything, all the developers are observing what's the right property, right product for the right market. So that time, so many people invited me. So, you know, Mr. Literary, you have a great talent. You're very good in people skills. You're very good in managing people. Why not join real estate, build a group, manage them, train them? And go, you know, I just want, I, I still do, I'm doing good with, with my direct selling. And I was in, in the States that time because I'm traveling all over the world. So when I was traveling, I was looking at back and go, why not uh, take a look if there's so many Filipino wants to buy property? So after so many years, 
I asked around. It was in 2006. Mom, do you want to buy a property? You know, I just want to check. And there are some of Filipinos in America inquired to me buying properties. And go, oh, this is very interesting. So I study, I check, and I knew that there was a backlog in housing. So when I saw the backlog in housing, and I know that there is a problem in the Philippines, no developers, so why not go back to the Philippines, convince the developer, then I will match what is needed to, to really build a perfect property for the OFW. So if you look at Filipino homes, we're not just sellers. We are also market study group. So we create a study, and we give this study to the developers. And the developers have said, okay, Tom, we'll start with one, let's example, in Ormok. You know, nobody wants to develop in Ormok. But I, I made a study. Did you know? So many OFW in Ormok. So many OFW in Tacloban. You look at what happened in Tacloban and Ormok. Almost all projects are sold out. Then some of the developers asked, how, how, how did it uh, sold out? Mr. Luterio, why it not sold out then? Then I give them the geographic statistics. Did you know 70% of people in Normok and Tacloban are working abroad? Then they realize, okay, because, you know, if you can afford 150 US dollars a month, if your salary in America is $6,000, what is 150? Skipping one dinner in a Saturday, and you can own a home in the Philippines. So this is the beauty now. An emerging country like Philippines is the best time to invest. Because whether you like it or not, Philippines will be a great country, and they can have their value raised to, to their investment. So if you look at what uh, the investment rate of uh, increase, where if you invest in real estate, average, you will be earning about 8% to 9% a year compared to saving your money. And that's why we developed PH, which is a website for rental, because we want everybody to be actually assured that there is a group that will help them. And this is a big group. We call it the rent manager. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The way that I'm looking at it is that, you know, you, you really found that niche by saying, okay, there, there's a, when I say business, you have to find that pain point. And you know, the pain point is really, there's still a lot of housing, particularly in the provincial areas, because maybe we're Manila-centric, so you know, people don't get to see yeah. what's happening in the provinces, and you were able to see the disparity of where properties, where there's a big demand, but there is no supply for properties. And I guess that's what you're trying to match here right now um, through Filipino homes. But then, again, one more step back with Filipino homes. So it's not, I know there are several ways that you look at Philippine homes. So it's not just what we call project selling where you sell for developers, but you also have a rental model, and you even have a foreclosure model and a buy and sell model. Tell us a bit more. How, what is Philippine Homes? Is that a sort of like a one-stop shop for, for real estate sales? How did you envision it to come about? You know, when we started, it was Lutero Realty. Then most of the people just thought, why not create a full-service real estate company where uh, U.S. is doing, uh, Europe is doing. As full-service is you handle selling, then you handle rental also. You handle cleaning. And you can sell also insurance. They go, yeah, it's a good idea. Then we can have so many agents that will be earning some extra income since Philippines is, uh, is really, really need some part-time income. So we developed this new organization. We call it Rent Manager. The Rent Manager is a program where they can tell the buyers that uh, 
you can have a sustainable investment. And um, we are here. We will help you to have a steady cash flow once the market will be back to normal. So, so that, that's how it works. So we developed this uh, rent manager program so we can help them professionalize rental. So, but in other words, you're, you're, you're helping people develop different income streams if they join the company. So they can develop, yeah. they, they sell, if they sell property from a developer, they make, uh, they create some income from the commission. If you're able to rent out a property, you're able to get income. Then how about uh, even the buy and sell of properties? Do you also work in that one as well? Uh, secondary host, not, the, not coming from the developer, but something on the secondary market. Yeah, being secondary market. Yeah, the secondary market is about 30-40% of the market volume of selling. So if they want to sell a beach property, that's a, that's a brokerage. If they want to resell any project, they can do it also. So we have the website, Filipino Homes. We have 26,000 properties, the biggest in, in the country, owned by a broker. So we actually um, aggregate all listings with all the brokers. And that is really the best time to really partner with Filipinos because of the different properties all over the country, then they have inventories. Wow. Enjoying this conversation? Check out the Lonely Hearts podcast, where we have conversations in your behalf with the lonely hearts, minds, and misunderstood geniuses of this world. Together, you and I will help make sense of our own personal worlds in these uncertain times. Reluctantly and lazily hosted by Esquire Philippines Editor-at-Large, Sarge Lacuesta. Brought to you by Esquire Philippines in partnership with Podcast Network Asia. Available wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. Boston, the way that I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you here right now, you already have about 600 developers working with you all together. But how are you able to grow that number, especially when you were starting off in the business? Let's say when you were starting off, I mean, why would I believe, to be honest, like, why would I believe this Todd Lutero who came from direct marketing, the real estate, all of a sudden selling, selling property? How are you able to, to onboard a lot of these developers? Was it easy for you at the start? I'll tell you a story just this morning. There's a one big developer in Luzon. They invited me. So, Mr. Lutero, can you help sell? And this is how I convinced developer. He asked me, Mr. Litero, how much is Philippine Homes asking a commission? I told him, no, we don't talk about commission. I will sell for you first, then I'll prove it to you. Then you decide how much commission that you will give me. That's about trust. Now, no broker will do that because most of the broker, they always say, Ma'am, how yung commission, ma'am? They don't even sell yet. They just want to know the commission. But this is the other way around. I don't, I'm not interested in commission because developers have a portion to give it to the brokers. We know that, right? But if the developers trust you, if the developers, if you prove it to the developers that you really focus with that, then they can even give you more. Uh, how did you, and, do when you how, but when you started off, how was it like when you started developing? I mean, ah, uh, okay. They, they, so they, we, they probably, they, I mean, the trust wasn't quite there yet. If you, when you were still uh, struggling with Filipino homes, how did you onboard all of them? The, you know, how, did they, how did they believe you? Uh, most of the developers, actually, they asked around. So, you know, when, when I started, it was 2006 in Cebu when I started selling condominium. So there's only three companies who developed condominium. So one of the developers asked this developer, 
So how did your unit has been sold out in just three months? Because I sold out about um, in 2006, about 1 billion with that project. So they asked around, who's that marketing guy that you hired? So it is just a byword that uh, people trust us because we deliver what we promise. If we tell them that this is our sale. So today, the most important is you just have to have trust, okay? Then give time to them, okay? Because like, for example, if you're a new broker, I'll just tell them, if you're a new broker, then you want to develop trust to the developer, deliver first. So Filipino homes, we deliver first, then we negotiate. Incentives, we negotiate the commission. Wow. It seems to me that the system looks like it's been foolproof um, from the start, no? But you know what's more, more interesting, Boston, is when you can talk about failure, diba? And for you, given Philippine homes, it's been, a, it's been a rich history from 2008 up to now. I'm sure that it hasn't been all bed of roses. You failed in the past, whether in Philippine homes or the business yeah. before that. But more importantly, what did you learn from that spectacular failure that helped you become better in business? Maybe you can share that with us right now. Okay. Uh, are we talking about real estate in my Filipino homes? Do you want to know some failures of Filipino homes? Sure. And what, what did yeah. you learn from that? Yeah. One of the failures of Filipino homes that time is the trust. Okay. Most of the brokers, I cannot trust them. Okay. Because, you know, they, they played some unethical practices. So I asked myself, if this will be my business, then I can, and most of the brokers and agents, they, they are dishonest. They are not honest. Well, how can I become successful? Because when I started, even my close friend even play some dirty tactics with me. I helped him, but you know, and I terminated two of my close friends in my in my business. And people are asking me, Don, if this is how dirty is real estate, how you how can you progress? So I went abroad. And I study how to manage a real estate organization. And that time, I realized that you have to put up a perfect system for a different country. Okay? Because in America, they have their system. So I have my own system for Filipino, perfect for Filipino. Okay? You know, Filipinos, they don't want to be used. Okay? They don't want... Na gamitin sila, okay? They don't want na magbayad, okay? Kasi, you know, the franchise model, you pay, I'll give a service. You pay, I'll help you. That's a franchise model. But mm -hmm. our model is the, the other way around, okay? We call it the delay gratification model. I'll help you. I'll make you a millionaire. I'll teach you how to drive your car. I'll teach you how to buy your dream house. Then, here's the deal. So that is the delay gratification. And it is so hard, believe me. In the Philippines, I don't know if I'm the first one, but it is so hard at first because nobody believes me uh, that you can own a house by, help, by me helping you. You can own a house by this platform. So in 2009, 2010, people started to buy their car, their house, going abroad. And that's just a byword. People started to join onboard Filipino homes. And I always tell them, one thing that you have to be with Filipino homes, just be honest. And being honest, even I am not there, you have to be very honest. The moment you're not honest, then you're kicked out. We have what we call, in our policy, one-hit policy. 
if I found you out that actually get some commission, you never send the money from your buyer, pay to the developer, you use that money for your utility bills, you steal money from the buyers right away, just one mistake, we terminate you. So, so that's the secret for the Philippines. Well, it was, a, it was a difficult and painful lesson for you to actually have done that one to fire your it's friends. But, at least that, but it, it helped you build the organization the, that it is today by having to improve the real estate systems that you, that you did put in place. And you know what? As an entrepreneur myself, Deba, there are points when you're doing the business where you felt like, kaya, kaya ko ba to, or it, this might not work. When was that one point in doing Filipino homes that you said, but um, you were almost at the point now, okay, I will stop. But all of a sudden, there was an aha moment. Things went so well. What is that moment for you, that, that turnaround point for you when you're doing the business that you said, okay, kaya ko to? Yeah. So, y- yung aha moment ng Filipino homes is when I started in Cebu, okay? Um, you know, I just want to become a broker. Th- that is how simple is our dream. I just want to be a simple broker, sell property, sell a developer's property. But when we started to sell so much property, go, why not create this a model to generate more jobs? So that was the aha moment where we helped so many people become a millionaire. So many Filipinos went abroad. Today, we have about 240 Filipino homes agents who have 10 years multiple entry. It's the first wow. one in, in the Philippines. And I'm just so happy because this model help generate job, help so many developers, pay for their employees. So many uh, OFW own a house uh, with their dream house. So Filipino is just an instrument to connect everyone. And, uh, you know, ha- having said that, I like how, how you keep on talking about giving back because uh, for those listening here right now, one of the great things, and I, I, just as a disclaimer now, I'm actually helping... Uh, uh, Boston built his organization here in Luzon, no? and uh, shout out to all the team Luzon watching us here right now, is that yours is the only organization which I know, which I'm so happy about, that there's a Zoom rosary meeting at, at 10 p.m. And, you know, you're, you're, you know it's, it's, I can see how, how that's why I, I joined because, wow, I, I get, you know, I get to pray with people all around the country. Well, how do you incorporate your faith into doing this business? Because it, it's, it's so, for me, it's just so strong, it's so palpable, just like, when I talk to you, it's like hearing, you know, how Bo Sanchez would talk about how he brings in spirituality to his work or, or David Almirol from, uh, from uh, Multisys talking about it. What brought you to this place where you said it's very important to make sure that we have a very strong spiritual foundation in the organization? You know, I always live with God, okay? Uh, just to tell you frankly, I don't have a parents, okay? So my mom died at nine. My dad disappeared at that 10 years old. So I always keep praying, Lord, you know, uh, what will happen to me? Uh, please help me. So I, I'm with him all the time. And I always believe this law. 50% God will help you. But 50% you have to help yourself. Always remember that one. That's why every morning you thank God you're alive. Especially now, if you are listening to us, thank God you're alive. Even if you're still alive, you have hope. Everybody can be successful. You just have the right business, the right time, the right opportunity. And the right partner. So we always believe that there is somebody out there that is so big that is helping us. So during the pandemic, I always tell them, you know, the only way to do this, to solve 
The problem is we just have to come together and pray every night. So every night at 10, this is already going for last year and this year, we have to do this rosary and shout out that, you know, Lord, thank you very much. And we're here and we are here for you to serve you better. Which I find truly amazing because I don't know, Boston, if you want me to say this over here, but I know that you had two health issues last year, which were very, very big. But yeah. you, still, you, you were still very able to, uh, despite those challenges, the business was still doing good. Would you like to share what did you learn about those challenges that you had, especially with health? Correct. So I got the COVID in July and it ended up 30 days. Then in October, I had my eyes almost, I got blind. But you know, the secret there is presence of mind. When you have a problem, whatever problem, always we have presence of mind. Because the moment you have a problem, your mind will be in balance. That's the issue. So, because people are asking, Saturn, how did your eyes, because my eyes is almost, I, I almost got blind, 90%. So 10%, you can only see my eyes. So how did my eyes recover? Presence of mind. So since uh, my first doctor prescribed me a wrong medicine, then I look for another doctor, then that was the one that saves my, my eyes. But presence of mind, every day, do things what is right, do things that you have to be present, uh, you have to be mentally conscious, okay? It's very important. And that's why I always tell people, you know, to be successful, all you have to do is subconscious mind. But to live every day, you have to have conscious mind. <laughs> that's the, the most important. <laughs> you know what, uh, Bostam, you know, every month I get to see that you were top one in almost every real estate company, in, in real estate developers, uh, the Lutheri Realty is always top one, especially in Visayas and, and in Mindanao. So a lot of achievements that, that, you know, that tracks up into the thousands when you get these awards. But what for you, personally, you know, is the biggest achievement that you've had so far in Filipino homes or through Filipino homes? My achievement, you, you know, Boss RJ, honestly speaking, if you look at all my talks, I never want this achievement. I don't want it even to become number one. I just want to help the Filipino. That, that's it. Filipino homes is for Filipino. No more, no less. So those are just additional accolades that just we deliver to the developer. But at the end of the day, you cannot bring that to heaven. One that brings that to heaven, because the moment you die, the Lord will ask you, what did you do? While you are still alive, you have to answer that one. All of you who are watching out there, the Lord will ask you, what did you do while you are alive? And that is very important today. You have to do good things. You have to do good things for your society, to your family, to the world. And you just have to love that the secret is love each other, help each other, and everybody will grow. But I'm very curious because I mean I, I like your positive attitude towards I mean about you know helping people and, and and being honest and integrity. But question is I mean where does that come from? Where does that spirit to help Filipinos come from? Because you know if people look at your background, I mean it could have gone two ways. Like your mom left, your mom died, your dad left you. You were raised by family. You know you were you know you know you had to really struggle through school just to finish it. What made you this sort of altruistic attitude towards doing business? Yeah, very nice question. Remember, I don't know mom, I don't know about dad, and I become a scholar. I 
paid for my school to sell barbecue every day and sell stickers just to survive life. But the secret is honesty. In my life, I discovered that the moment you are so honest, people trust you. Whatever you do, they will buy. So the question is always the honesty, your integrity. And integrity, you can bring that anywhere. When people love you, people trust you, and that's where you become rich. And that's the reason whatever you do, even if you have the most numbers of money, you have the most uh, money in your bank, but you are lying to the society, still it will disappear. And you have seen so many businesses like that because behind their back have a different intention. But if you have a good intention, whatever you do, you will be successful. That was truly inspiring. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's simple but brilliant, but it's a very difficult thing to pursue throughout the whole career, making that a principle for you. Now, Bosom, we've, we've really gone through the, uh, the history of, of, you know, of, of what's made you the, the businessman or the, the entrepreneur that you are here today. Now, if you take a step back right now, it's 2021, 2022, 2023. You've seen the housing backlog. You've seen where all the OFWs are. You're seeing rental. Uh, you're seeing all these different things. What do you think are going to be the great emerging opportunities, both from a real estate developer standpoint and also from a real estate sales standpoint? Where do you think we have to move to make this industry grow even bigger in, in, in the next years? Yeah. So... Real estate will really be very, very, very big. Okay, so remember, it will be even bigger in 2000. If you think it's 2000 is the best year, 2019, 2018 is a great year. The coming years will be even bigger, and you know why? Because of the OFW, the stability of OFW, and because most people wants to own a home. That's the reason I always tell the agents, you know, if you join real estate, you have to be full-time. That's my advice to them. Full-time, you have to spend about five to six hours. And you have to be very serious about it. And find a company that you can trust. It's very important because the moment you have a company that you cannot trust, what will happen? You will not receive your commission and brokers will oppress you. So it's very important today the agents have to position themselves because two years from now will be a different story. And also the developers. I always tell the developers, never ever stop developing because buyers are coming, whether you like it or not. If you think pandemic is the worst time, yes, it, it is. But Filipinos have the best time today because they are now in the medical courses. People have jobs. OFW have jobs, 20 million. You always think about the 20 million. If you can just stop 2%, if you're a developer, me, if I am a developer now, I will take advantage. I will ask around what is the best amount of property, which is the best place to develop. Where are the OFWs buying? What are the type of properties they are buying? Then it's the best time to, to really position yourself. Wow. Are, are you seeing right now, are there particular areas in the country or the economy that you see are still untapped potential that, that have the places that will grow. Uh, I know I know that you know you've seen the data, you know where the supply and demand is lacking. And you also know in terms of of, of uh, rental, you see that there's a big potential there. Can you explain that as well? So those are two questions. No? Number one is what are the areas that are still untapped where we could still use a lot of development? And number two is why do you see rent as being such a 
why do you see it as a, a growing business as well? Yeah. Okay, most of the untapped markets are actually in suburb area. Okay, areas that are like in Leyte. Imagine Leyte, we did a survey in our organization. I hired about mga 60 agents and we asked around, you know, in Leyte, if you develop three, 4,000 houses, it will be sold out in about one week. Then we have also Cagayan de Oro, Butuan. Butuan, there's no developer in, in Butuan anymore. We have also General Santos. It's a big market because Jensen, most of the people there went abroad and they want to have a decent home, but there's a lack of supply in Jensen. Dabao is an emerging city. Cebu, you look at Aliluan, you look at Ninglanilla, Karkar, it's a good market. Okay, you can still develop Cebu, maybe about uh, 10, 20,000 units. You know that if you develop 20,000 units, it will take you maybe 10 years. So that's right. That's right. So if you look at uh, look around, okay, Iloilo, Panay, Rojas, so much market. You just have to actually uh, do your research. Also, me, I can I can also help some of the developers give them data. And Luzon, okay, you know Luzon have 60, 70 percent of the market of OFW. So we have Laguna, Cavite, the Region Four, Region Five. It's a big market. So. It's, you just don't have to develop a project that the market don't need. You have to be market-driven developer. That is very important. Number two, the future of rental is so huge. Rental because Philippines will be a tourist capital in the future. We will be uh, one of the countries that have so much influx of tourism. So positioning yourself now is the best time, you know, Every country are sacrificing now, are having a problem, but it's okay. We call it a leveling of uh, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We call it reset. Somebody interviewed me. We have a Zoom meeting. I was a guest with an international Zoom event. This was in April 5. Imagine April 5. Somebody interviewed me. Mr. Lutero, what did you, how do you think about this pandemic? I always tell them this is a reset. If it is a reset, this is the best time to join any business. But for me, I love real estate. Everybody wants a home. So easy to sell. No, no pressure. Because real estate, if you just have the trust, you look at what happened to you, Boss RJ, right? Your group, mm -hmm. when they started, we don't even see them yet. Some of them. But That's they right. are superstars right. already. They sold millions of millions of property, not even seeing me. So this is the nice thing with technology today. Technology will bring you to trust. So technology is very important also, part doing this business, especially in pandemic, because if you have technology, like uh, next week, we're introducing Filipino Homes 360, where we picture all subdivisions in Philippines, all in 360 degrees, so we can offer this without even going to the place. Importante ang mag-save, pero bakit marami ang walang ipon? The answer is because we don't spend enough time in learning practical financial strategies. This is Fitz Villafuerte, a registered financial planner, and I'm inviting you to listen to the 80% podcast, kung saan tuturuan ko kayo kung paano yumaman. So join me and let's talk about personal finance on the 80% podcast.
And, and speaking of the use of technology, I know that a couple of months ago, you actually formed an advocacy called A Better Real Estate Philippines, or ABREP for short. And I realize that it's it's something that you're doing to also upgrade the Philippine law with regard to real estate service, right? Or the Real Estate Service Act. And, and also to improve the real estate profession here in the Philippines. Tell me a bit more, what was... Why does it need to be improved at this time? How can it better? How can it be further improved, especially with the technology that you talk about? Yeah, correct. Actually, a brep was formed last November because you know I I see a need to really unite and you know change the the culture of real estate because it what happened with real estate pandemic and daming walang trabaho daming mga brokers na nag-question sa sarili na, even the salesperson, they question siya, what will we do? Okay, so we have our intent is to make it more inclusive and very accessible to everybody who qualifies. Okay, so ang goal namin, okay, to be inclusive, the developers, so we'll form an organization in a brep, a better real estate, with the developers. We will form an organization for salesperson. We'll form an organization for brokers consultant, appraisers, then we'll talk to each other and help each other. So we hope that we will come up a better version of uh, RESA because there's still a pending uh, amendment. And ABREP is so active in advocating for change where we want a version of RESA that will do much, much more for Filipinos, that will help so many Filipinos. And then how does how does technology come into play? Because uh, I know that there are certain laws, like you know when when Uber came around in Angkas. I mean, of, of course, you know technology sometimes impacts a law that hasn't been up, that didn't realize that how progress would be, how things would change dramatically as a result of technology. Was that the same effect also with with, with something like Arrest Law? Was it something that, that was impacted by technology because it wasn't present when the law was made? Actually, but uh, certain tweak we just have to tweak on the RESA law. Because it is a pre-automated law, di ba? No one, mm-hmm. walang K to twelve. Ngayon may K to twelve na, so we'll just incorporate it. Then we'll just incorporate also technology. Na how it technology can help the, the brokers, okay? Because wala walang social media sa RESA law, okay? So if you use RESA law now and you post online, my question pa jan, either hulihin ka or hindi, di ba? Because it's so hazy. We don't know what's the impact of selling online. Wala kasi done selling online. And number three is we want it more inclusive kasi and daming mga salesperson na gustong mag-join but you know, they want to become a broker. Ang problema lang is mahirap mag-broker, di ba? So you have to take BSREM. I love BSREM. I always tell them but we'll make BSREM more relevant. So we'll just uh, advocate na gawin natin ng BSREM, one SEM lang, two SEM lang. Then if you are a degree holder, then you can just go forward and one SEM na lang, maging broker ka na. So we don't know. Kasi ang mag-create naman ng, ng law is the congressman. Hindi Congress, naman ako, right. di ba? I always tell them, don't get angry with me because I'm not the lawmaker. I am just advocating what is the best time in today's time. Okay? That's right. So the best law in today's time. So I just want to share to them na may mga changes na maliit lang na gawin natin. Di ba? 
Yeah. And just to clarify for people who are not familiar, BSREM just means that's the Bachelor of Science in Real Estate Management. Uh, for those who are not too clear on that one. Boston, you know, it's it's been, a, you know, we didn't realize how long our discussion has been going. It's actually been an hour long already here right now. There are some people here who are still curious as to how they can join Philippine Homes. What exactly is the, you know, how, how can they join Philippine Homes, maybe for those who are still over there and want to become their own entrepreneur? Uh, how can they join Philippine Homes? What are the benefits of becoming a salesperson with Philippine Homes or even a broker who joins the group? Please share with them so at least we can get maybe more people to come on board and you can, we can help more people by joining uh, Philippine Homes. Yeah, always the, they're always welcome, Boss IJ. Remember, Filipino Homes for Filipino. And if they, if you wish to join Filipino Homes to all the newcomers, we'll, we are willing to train you. Okay. In fact, I'm happy to tell you we just expanded in Luzon. Boss RJ is one of our front runner in Luzon. Thank you, Boss RJ, for accepting the challenge to help so many Filipinos in Luzon with Boss Andy also. In Luzon. So if you are interested, you can comment in the box. You can comment in uh, RJ Ledesma podcast or you just call RJ directly. Okay, So you, you have the number because alamo, in the Philippines, the only way to grow is we have to unite and we have to help each other. Yun lang talaga. Okay? Ang focus natin dito is opportunity. Ang daming walang trabaho ngayon. Ang daming nagkaproblema ngayon. And and dami ring gustong magbili but you know the problem is where will they go if nobody is selling if people have zero knowledge of real estate can they still join filipino homes correct because we just have uh, a new school okay in filipino homes we call it fire filipino homes institute of real estate it's a website where you can log in for free and you can have all the Educations you want, you want brokerage, you want rental, you want everything. It's free for all of you. And, and how about if people are already brokers or they or they have a brokerage already right now, can they still become part of Philippine Homes? Yeah, sure. Uh, they can be part of Philippine Homes because we have the software. So most of the brokers, well, as it's lang software, and it's so costly to own a software. They just we have the software. They can use that, and and that's it. Okay, if you make money, then mag-usap tayo. How can we go with the sharing? But 80% of the commission will really go to the broker. Yun talaga. Kasi kami, we are more focused on broker relationship kasi yung brokers ang mag-build ng Filipino homes. Wow. And having said that, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people here would want to join Philippine Homes. If, if you're interested, please just drop us a message on the chat box over here or, or send me a message on the Facebook Messenger. But this is the next thing, uh, Boston. No? You've achieved already so much. You've been top one seller for so many different uh, real estate development companies. The organization is growing very big, very robust. What's next for you? <laughs> next is just continue my mission. Okay, Our mission is just to keep on uh, developing more technology. Uh, that's why I said that in the next week, we are partnering with a big 360 company. So it will be Filipino Homes 360. We will map out the Philippines and para at least when you have a buyer in, in Batangas, they just click there, Batangas, then they can see all the condominium and subdivision. That's, that will be the technology that we will be investing. So we'll just keep on investing on infrastructure in the software because uh, naman talaga yung trabaho ng Filipino homes, more on technology. So we just have to offer this to all the brokers who really need help. Yeah. 
Again, thank you so much, uh, Boston Anthony Luterio of Filipino Homes. Again, so many people greeting us here online. All, all the Filipino Homes uh, agents and salesperson from all over the world. If you're all listening to us right now, please give Boston a round of applause. Again, thanks so much for joining us thank here. And please feel free to share this podcast with more of your friends. Again, this has been a great, truly inspiring evening and an inspiring podcast with you, Boston. Thank you again for helping many of us grow our own businesses and helping create the next big real estate entrepreneur. Again, my name is RJ Ladesma. Thank you so much for joining me in the RJ Ladesma podcast. We will see you again next week. Thank you very much, Boss RJ. Thank you very much, everyone. God bless you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.